When I get up in the morning, the first thing that I normally do before eating breakfast, before doing anything else, is I take the dog out for a walk. We go the same route every day. We go up the street that I live on and around the corner to this little park that's not too far away. And it's always, I don't know, it's, it's a nice refreshing thing in the morning to go through the park. It's a nice way to start the day. If you have a dog, you know that when you have a dog and when you go on a walk with a dog every morning, Hello. you run into the same people with their dogs. When I get done with the loop that I take through the park with the dog, I always come back home a different way than the way that I went there. And it's a path that takes me by this one building. It's called a culture center. And it's a place where a lot of weddings happen. This morning, actually, there was somebody sweeping outside all the stuff that was left over from the last wedding. Somebody rode by in their scooter. You can hear the scooter honk as it goes past the kiosk and the driver wanted to wave to some other dude that was standing outside in front of the kiosk. But a few months ago, I started seeing cars parked in their parking lot, not for weddings, but cars that were always parked there. And they all had Ukrainian license plates. On the other side of the building, I also started seeing people hanging out in this little area by the door to the building, just smoking, standing around talking to each other. I had learned at that point exactly one word in Ukrainian, and that was the word for hello. I knew that word, and I started saying hello every time I walked by, and there was one woman who actually would say hello back. So I would say, Privit, in the beginning, like, really embarrassingly quiet and in a super shy kind of a way. And she would wave to me, take a break from puffing on her cigarette and say, Trivit. And that was it. That went on for months. Finally, just last week, I went over to her with my phone in my hand and I used just the Google Translate function to ask her if she would sit down with me and do an interview because I have a podcast and I wanted to know her story. I wanted to be able to speak to her and have a deeper conversation than just the conversation that we'd been having for months, which was, yeah, monosyllabic. So that's what I did this week. I'm going to play that conversation with her and introduce you to the Ukrainian neighbor next door. I'm James Reed. This is Don't Show My Face. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's, hope it's going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> Let's try. Okay, so 
just to explain, I'm sitting here, I, ha- I have Alexandra right across from me. On the phone is Maria, and together we're going to try to talk because I've never actually spoken to Alexandra other than to say Previt, to say hello when we see each other in the park. Yeah, Maria, could you just ask her to give some basic information, like what's her name, where is she from, how old is she, how did she get to Germany? Саша, розкажіть трошки про себе, Джеймсу, цікаво, звідки ви, як ви потрапили в Німеччину, ну, представтеся, скільки вам років, звідки ви, як ви потрапили в Німеччину, чому ви приїхали в Німеччину. Таку базову інформацію коротку. Гаразд, привіт. Мене звати Олександра, мені 34 роки. So that's Олександра, and she's saying that she's 34 years old, and she's from Odessa. They lived a normal life in Odessa, they worked, they had work, but after war they have to run away from Odessa. And that's Maria, the translator, who's going to speak for Alexandra. So they, they came from Odessa to Lviv, uh, and then they decided to move forward and they came to Poland. But in Poland were a lot of Ukrainians and it was difficult to find a place to live because mm. uh, it was overcrowded and they decided to move uh, to the other country with her daughter. Um, they came to Czech Republic, uh, but uh, in Czech Republic, was everything was nice, but the main problem was that her daughter didn't feel comfortable in, in Czech Republic, uh, especially because of cuisine. <laughs> she didn't like cuisine. Uh, Sasha, Wait, what is that? What is cuisine? Uh, I mean, like, uh, what's wrong with it? No, no, what, I don't know what it is. Do you mean her cousin, or is this like no, no? Oh, I mean like food, food, ah, yeah. The cuisine. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was. I don't know. The Czech Republic wasn't very comfortable for them, mm. even that people were very supportive and helpful, and and uh, they helped with some. Um, I don't know. You know, humanitarian support, but uh, they didn't feel well there. And Sasha met a girl that planned to move to Germany to her friend, her classmate. Do you mean, because uh, you say Sasha sometimes, but I thought her name was Alexandra. Alexandra, but in Ukrainian we ah. have a short form, ah, Sasha. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I feel very stupid in front of both of <laughs> No, <you>. it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, uh, she, made, she, she made this girl and this girl tell her to try to live in Germany because Germany is very nice for Ukrainians and a lot of people are very supportive. It's easy to find uh, an apartment or some room maybe. Uh, So she decided to move again to the next country and to stay there maybe is going to be better for them. And they found a hotel room and they live there like for near five months and everything is super comfortable for them right now there. Okay, but this hotel room, it's like a culture center that's close to where I live. And I always wondered what it's like for them living there because um, as far as, I don't even know if there are showers there or if there is a kitchen where they can make food or how they wash their clothes. Like to me, it's a place where people have weddings and um, like meetings or it's just a building for 
having a meeting and I, and this and I also don't know how many Ukrainians live there so these are also these are like all questions that I have I don't know if you can Yeah sure okay sure Sash А скажіть будь ласка ось Джеймс каже що те місце де ви живете це культурний центр насправді а не готель чи є там у вас умови для душу де ви готуєте їжу чи багато українців там живе наскільки там ну якби зручно саме для життя Дивіться нас живе в готелі 13 сімей. Ну, це не готель, так, це дійсно культурний центр. Там нульовий поверх і другий поверх. Там часто якісь зустрічі бувають, mm-hmm. тобто різні організації винаймають там. So, uh, in this culture center, there live near 13 families from Ukraine. Wow. You're absolutely right that there are a lot of some different cultural events on the ground floor, but mm. on the third and on the first floor, there are really hotel rooms with uh, own showers and uh, restrooms. Uh, on the floor, they have kitchens and they also have dining rooms and they also have even rooms for, mm. for children. So they have some space to play, especially if weather is bad. So... They, she tells that everything is super comfortable for her there, really. And there are a lot of good uh, people, and especially there are some workers of this cultural center, as I understood, mm. who helped them with all bureaucratic stuff, with all the documentations, because due to very difficult bureaucratic process of Germany, it's very difficult to understand like the, the the whole process so mm. they they help them to with translation to have some calls to prepare some documentations and right now like it's all clear for them they have some financial support from the government and i don't know they're like uh, safe and sound right now mm. Марія, я вибачаюся, хотіла просто додати, що якщо порівнювати з тим, як заходиш, ну, по різним паблікам, да, візді лазиш, дивишся, mm-hmm. де як uh, she also asked to to add that uh, she saw a lot of different information in Facebook uh, groups about how people in different cities and country live from Ukraine, I mean Uh, they live sometimes in like children's camps, some, mm-hmm. you know, not not super good conditions. But she says that she's very lucky to live in these conditions in Germany. And she, she doesn't know how she can be that lucky, but she, mm. she, she's really happy right now because the conditions and people are very good. Mm. But of course, she's waiting when, when she can come back home and she, she really wants to come back home to Ukraine. Right. And I, I, I would like to be able to imagine what that life was that she wants to go back to. Like, what was she doing for work there? What was her everyday life like in Odessa? Олександро, розкажіть, будь ласка, чим ви займалися в Одесі до війни? Що ви робили? Яким взагалі було там ваше життя, до якого ви хочете повернутися додому після війни? Я працювала. У мене на Україні залишився, по-перше, чоловік мій. Він не в'їзний, не можна. Працювала я з аптеками. Я торговий представник. Mm-hmm. 
Alexandra told me that she worked with pharmacies. Uh, she was a like sales representative. Uh, they had their private uh, home, private house. Uh, they live there together with her husband. He is in Ukraine in Odessa right now because he cannot leave Ukraine due to, you know, military state. Mm. So, yeah, she she hopes that their house and all they have is going to be safe and fine. Mm. And she really wants to, you know, to come, come back to this life where they had everything they really need. Mm. Her child, her daughter, she was in the first grade, but then they had to leave, and she like couldn't couldn't finish the first grades in Ukraine. Right now, it's very difficult for her to make some plans. She doesn't know when she can come back home, and she doesn't know how how much longer she has to stay in Germany. She tells that. <laughs> In Germany, everything is very great for her and for her daughter especially, but she's a guest there. But in Odessa, she's at home, and this is the main difference. Mm. Now you have to go in a minute, Maria. Um, uh, if James, if you have some other questions, we have like some time for this. So if you yeah. just want to to ask her something more, you can you can do it. Mm, I think what I wanted to know what because I'm going to tell in this in the radio story my version of of meeting her or knowing who she is. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be funny to have her version of the story, like. You know, I, it's always weird when you hear how other people see you. Like, I don't know if I'm just a weird guy always walking a dog in the park or something. <laughs> <laughs> so you can ask her. Okay. Джеймс uh, каже, що йому дуже приємно і вдячно, що він зміг з вами поговорити трошки більше, ніж просто слово «привіт». Йому дуже приємно, що ви погодилися і розказали свою історію йому. Але йому дуже цікаво було би почути вашу версію історії, як ви його зустріли. Бо він казав, що він вас бачив, коли гуляв із собакою. І він знає слово «привіт», але більше, на жаль, поки що не знає. Йому цікаво почути ваше якби сприйняття цієї зустрічі і цієї історії, яка відбувається зараз. Я зрозуміла, дякую. Ну, насамперед, коли я почула привіт, повертаєш голову і розумієш, що це моя рідна мова. When Alexandra uh, heard hello, привіт from you, uh, she thought that you are from Ukraine. Um, because your pronunciation is very clear and very good actually. I'm I'm amazed. I'm I, I would never have guessed. <laughs> uh yeah, and uh but she paid paid attention that you have a dog and she like, you know, maybe you live in Germany like for a very long time because a lot of right. Ukrainians and 
yeah, a lot of Ukrainians, unfortunately, they like usually they don't have a possibility to take their dogs or pets mm. together with them. But on the fourth or on fifth time, you told her Privit and she asked you something mm. and she and you couldn't answer. So she understood that you're not from Ukraine, actually. It was clear uh, I was a fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yesterday you came to her and asked her if she can give you an interview and tell her story. And for her, actually, it's not a surprise that you were interested in her story because right now it's very chaotic situation in the world mm. and a lot of people try to figure it out, try to understand what's going on, trying to understand Ukrainians and Ukraine as well. She see these people as like caring people, people who really care about this situation. They they want to change something to help uh, Ukrainians. And for her, it's it's very important and very good that like there are a lot of people who really caring about this whole situation. So for her, she wasn't surprised when you asked her about the interview. She she thought that it's a real thing to do, actually, and a true thing to do. Mm. So she grateful that you are doing this. That's very sweet. I'm going to cry. I'm going to try not to cry. Він спробує не розплакатися, але йому дуже приємно від того, що ви кажете. Я також зараз, чесно, мене сльози на очах. Тому що це правда. She's also very emotional, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, thanks again, Maria. Please say thank you um, to Sasha. And um, yeah, I, I will also try to learn more Ukrainian to be able to say more than just Previt <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Він буде намагатися вчити українську трішечки більше, ніж просто Привіт в майбутньому, і він вам дуже вдячний. Дякую. Дякую, правда. Дякую вам за переклад. Це дуже важливо насамперед для того, щоб ця тема не закінчувалась, щоб було дуже багато небайдужих людей. Про це потрібно говорити. І як говорить наш президент України, кожен повинен робити все можливе, щоб ця тема не закривалася, щоб люди знали всю правду, щоб люди про це говорили. І все. Я також mm-hmm. дуже вдячна. Я вважаю, це дуже потрібно насамперед для нас, для українців. І я вам дуже вдячна за цю розмову і за те, що ви мене запросили. Дякую. Mm-hmm. Зараз я перекладу швиденько. Uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky says that we can we, sh- we should do everything that we can just not to forget about this topic, just to tell more and more about Ukraine until this war will be end. Окей. Okay. Бай, до побачення. До побачення, Марія. Дякую. Там все буде добре. Слава Україні. Дай Бог. Героям слава. A few days later I saw Sasha out on the street and I said, "Hello. Привіт. How are you?" Yakte. Even though I know time's fleeting, it feels slow. Scratching out the days in my wall till I see ya. There's a spider on the ceiling scurrying through my 
So yeah, I've learned a few more Ukrainian words now. I can say how I'm doing and ask someone else how they're doing. I'm a little bit further than just one word. If you want to learn Ukrainian, there's a YouTube channel I would recommend to you. It's called Speak Ukrainian. I'll put a link in the description. Original music by Husky Gawenda. I'll also put a link to him in the description. This episode was produced by me, James Reed, for Invisible Pictures Germany 2022. We're going to take a two-week break and be back with some more episodes after that. Thanks for listening, and take care. It wakes me, and it takes you.